0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey everybody, it's Danny Rocket and welcome to the Cubs
1: offseason. Uh, just a quick message that I'd love it if you'd all join our Patreon campaign at patreon.com sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. Uh, For as little as $1 a month, which really uh, with inflation is barely anything, um, you can join and become a uh, Patreon patron or a super ranter. And and you can join a a magical Facebook page that's only for Patreon people. Uh, You get the show uh, in podcast form early and completely ad free. And uh, there's ads in this version here. And, um, you know, basically you're helping out to. Make the show happen. Uh, We have expenses. uh, You help pay for them. And it's just kind of a vote of confidence for us to know that uh, we mean something to you. So uh, give us a dollar because we need it. Uh, Give us $5 if you like the music. Give us $10 if uh, you want to become a uh, super ranter that helps uh, be a producer on the show. Uh, we have perks at every level. Just check it out. patreon.com/sunranto. Uh we're always trying to improve here. We're going to make those perks better as time goes on. Uh but you know, now's the time. It's the off season. You're thinking about it. You got a dollar in your pocket. patreon.com/sunranto. Do it. Do it. Here's the show.
2: Cubby blue blood flowing through our Cubby veins blue blood through our Sitting veins. in the bleachers in the Sitting rain in the We shed a rain. million tears and drank as many old self beers out at the game Let's go Cubby! Son Ranto. With Michael! Son Ranto. And Crawley! Son and the love of the losers! With Michael! Son And Crawley! Son and the love of the losers! Son Sun
1: Ranto show. Hey, how's it going? I'm Danny Rocket. This is the Sun Ranto show. We're going to talk about some Cubs in this uh, way too soon off season for our beloved boys up north. We got Crawley in the house and uh, we don't know where the fuck Michael Cotton is. We were listening. (laughs) Listen, we were. We were just texting with him. He's like seven, right? And I'm like, yeah, seven. And apparently, he doesn't know uh, what seven means. But um, uh, welcome. Uh, we got uh, oh here he is. Finally, here he goes. Let's let him in. Yeah, I'm dude. Sorry. I I took your job. You're no longer the guy that yells, "Son, Ranto." Oh, Are we already that. started? Yeah, we're started. God but damn what, it! What 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 does seven I o'clock thought- mean, Michael? Seven I know. It's means seven, seven. I thought you were starting to think at seven o one. I <laughs> well, yeah. seven no. means seven oh one yeah that, I'll, I'll keep that in mind i thought
3: uh, no you know what you, you know actually what you did thought. say i was gonna that you were gonna start the thing a minute before and then go right at seven i totally screwed that up well my computer my wife was working my wife, my wife she was uh she had to use the computer today and all of a sudden it's time to go and i'm I'm plugging in everything and trying to get everything to work. So yep. sorry about that. That's that's all on me. I apologize to the listeners for ruining the show. Exactly. Uh we got a lot going on tonight though. Yeah, we do. We and we, we got
1: only an hour to get through it. So let me tell you what's going what's happening. Tonight we're gonna take a look as you can see behind that's the new Crawley's clubhouse, and it's it's nearing completion. We're all really excited. He's going to give us a little bit of of, of a tour, and uh, we're going to have a conversation with uh, our friend Bill Watts, who's going to come in and uh, let us know. Uh, well, he's well. First of all, he's a very talented uh, woodworking artist. He's done a lot of work, including for the piece behind Crawley's head right now, uh, and uh, done a lot of work. The for one Club that's actually Crawley. Of-
3: He's looking very angelic right now because of that. Yeah, he
1: is. You look like you've got no, a halo. No, he's got
3: like the the halo. <laughs> he's got that halo behind his head. Well, I, I knew he'd become
1: uh, you know somewhat more religious once his Cubs cave got done. Uh, so we're going to take a look at what <laughs> Crawley's got for us at, at the beginning of the show. we got Bill Watts coming in to tell us all about Fly the Wood Art. And then it looks like the Cubs might have a GM, Carter Hawkins, who is uh, rumored to be the GM. I mean, that's not official yet. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. We're going to talk a little bit about what that might be mean for the Cubs. We got the, um, I guess you could call it the preheating stove, not necessarily the hot stove that's oh, happening. Jesus. And uh, we're going to look at what's happening in the playoffs, talk about some of the ex-Cubs. Uh, we're going to announce the winner of the Craig Kimbrell Chia Beard.
3: Somebody's going to uh, be forced I, I, to take that thing.
1: Somebody's forced, yeah, somebody will unfortunately win that, and, uh, and I've got some, uh, we're going to invite you to a couple of parties, and we got some, uh, these flexing cubes to pinch off the show, and then directly after, first a little bit of house clean, okay, um, we, we had a meeting yesterday, me, Crawley, Michael, we talked about, like, how we want to do things, like, come, going forward. And uh, one thing that we decided to kind of do is we're going to go almost exclusively on YouTube. Right now, we're streaming on Twitter. Right now, we're streaming on Facebook. Uh, but we're not going to do that in about a month. We're going to give everybody, a, like, a month to, like, kind of catch up to that. And then we're going to exclusively be going on YouTube. So uh, here's our new channel. It's the Sun Ranto Show channel. I just dropped the link in the chat. Follow it. We have 77 subscribers. We need 1,000. And then we can try to, like, monetize the channel and do all the cool things that YouTube lets you do. Uh, but that's what we're going to try to do. It's a great way for us to keep track of uh, who's watching us and who's listening and all that stuff. So please follow us. And uh, we're going to be doing this every Thursday at 7 o'clock. And then we're doing our Green Room show, which is the interactive conversation we have with you on Spotify Green Room app. We're going to be doing that directly after at 8 o'clock. So um, if you would, uh, uh, download the Spotify Green Room app. You can get it for uh, Android. You can get it for uh, iPhone. Uh, You can can put it on your iPad. I know that's how Michael does it. So it's uh, Spotify.com backslash us or forward slash us forward slash green room so uh check that out and join us directly at eight o'clock in 55 minutes so uh and anyway thanks for tuning in everybody uh nice to have you here even though the cubs aren't playing in the playoffs um without further ado crawley tell us all about what's going on with your cubs cave
4: Yeah, um, what ended up happening is uh, when I first bought a house, my own house, it was 2002. My wife and I got married. We bought a house. My wife. My wife. And I put together this little, uh, you know, little memorabilia stuff, but I always had kind of this dream to make something bigger, you know, Uh, Crawley's Clubhouse. The, The dream was born like in 2002. And we moved from that house in 2007 to our current house. And so. You know, having kids and life changing and, and shit going on, it just didn't work out. That I just all my memorabilia that I always show off on everything on Twitter and stuff has been stuck in storage. Well, after a year of no games, no bars, no concerts, we able to kind of save enough scratch to feel comfortable to finish up the basement, and so it's done. And uh, the infrastructure is done. It's going to be finished tomorrow technically, but the infrastructure will be done. It'll go to decorating. Um, what you see behind me is my bar now. And this piece behind me is one of the centerpieces right here.
1: Beautiful. So that's one that, of my favorite look. That's the 84. That logo. is the 84
4: logo. Yeah. That all of us fell in love with right away.
1: That's gorgeous. And let me just describe it to the podcast listeners. It's the 84 logo and it's quite sizable. Like what, It's a couple feet across or what's oh, the yeah. diameter on that? Like well, Not we'll get the build diameter radius. I don't that. know fucking it's... geometry what the hell I failed that class in in uh high school uh 35 years ago um yeah I'm I'm looking at it. it's the it's but two feet across right two right. three
4: feet across yep, yeah two three feet across two tree two trees two tree. two tree. so <laughs> that's, that's where we are right now the bar is finished uh if you take a look kind of down here I like, go oh, I got some world series champagne and shit like that um but down there is the beer fridge right over there sink is getting put in tomorrow you got the kegerator right there, which is going to go there, dual tap kegerator. So throughout the off season, there's just going to be a lot of stuff going on here as far as the decorating. That's going to be uh, the next big thing that's going to really happen. Um, if you take a look over here, I have a bobblehead case. I have 200 bobbleheads to dust and log in and catalog, and they'll be going right into there. So and, and that's, 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 be that's
1: kind the bobblehead my- case there. And, and I, I said that I would come over, I'd gain a little more weight, I'd come over, I'd dance right in front of that bobblehead case and make those things bobble. That's the plan is uh, to get that going.
4: But the uh, one thing I do want to say is, is that um, when I, you know, obviously everything kind of changes as you, you go through this planning process. And, you know, for the last few years, I've met a guy at Club 400 and that's the greatest thing about Club 400 is, you know, when I first went there, I was like, oh my God, the players are there. This is the best. Oh my God, look at the memorabilia. And this sounds kind of corny and cheesy, but the best thing about Club 400 is the friends we've made along the way that have become very close. And one guy in particular is Bill Watts, one of the nicest guys. And as you talked about earlier, extremely talented. He's the one that made this piece right here. He's made pieces for many of your favorite Chicago Cubs. He's made many pieces for um, uh, different charitable events, including Kerry Wood, including uh, Wilson Contreras, all of those things. So I'd love to bring Bill Watts on.
1: Yeah, let's bring him on. Uh, Bill, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. Fly the Wood Designs on Twitter.
5: And um, first of all, what, what you drinking? Club 400 Lager, of course. <laughs> it's actually my last one. Ooh. We don't We don't get this out in Love's Park rockford area very often unless you ask for it and request it <laughs>
1: so cheers yeah well i i I think you might cheers. know a guy mr Stuart mcvicker yeah. and you know i gotta say bill it, you know all your work is amazing and um it you know it, you're so generous too i know that you've donated a lot of pieces to club 400 for a lot of the charity work and stuff uh and you know it's it's really just awesome like every how you how the cubs fan community and the artists so guys like you guys like Matt Cammer have all kind of come together to create i think something that's very unique to the cubs situation is there's a lot of talented artists that are involved with you know making cubs art you included and uh and it's just uh, such awesome stuff so uh, here's, tell a me. Picture
4: of, uh, here's a picture real quick of Bill with Wilson Contreras. And for the podcast listeners, it's a lighted sign of a Venezuelan flag with Wilson's number on it and Wilson's swing on it.
5: So beautiful. Oh, very cool. That was yeah, the swing he hit the, he hit the walk-off. I think it was a cold, rainy night like in April of 2019 maybe. He hit a walk-off, like a 15-inning walk-off, and that was the swing I took that image from. And uh, he recognized it right away, which was very cool when he said Really? That. He's like, oh, that's my walk-off swing. <laughs> well, I guess. he just knew that it was his swing and, uh, or that it was him. And I, and then I had to tell him, well, that was that 15-inning one when you hit the walk-off in the rain and the cold, and there was like 12 people in the stands.
1: I, I recall because Bleacher Bum Band, uh, we, we played that day over at G-Man Tavern. And w- once it, it was raining and then like people were, were – came to the gig and I was like, well, they're not sitting in the stands anymore. You know, the few people that, you know, would be. So we just went on and then we finished our gig and the game was still going. And then Wilson finally hit that walk. A very memorable game in a, in a kind of a it all now forget. Uh, I got to so- ask
4: you, Bill, how did you get involved in all of this? When did you realize that this was a talent and something that you could kind of make a, you know, make a nice little living off of?
5: Well, going back to, uh, like, even before high school, I've always been kind of artsy. Uh, I always liked to draw. That was kind of my, my my thing. And uh, uh, I never took shop class, never really got involved in, in woodworking until, you know, I kind of bought my first house. And then I always try to dress up the place a little bit and kind of, you know, self-learning Different shit, uh, but uh, I got better and better at it. So, um, twenty early twenty sixteen, uh, a buddy of mine, a lifelong friend, Todd Helms, uh, who's living in Chicago, and he was at a bar and he saw a wooden W flag, and uh, he sent me a picture of it. And he's like, "Dude, you could make something like that," and I was like, "Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll take a crack at it," you know, and uh, put my own little spin on it. You know, it wasn't even lighted or anything. And, uh, made a few of them, threw it out on Facebook, uh, you know, for sale and Stu McVicker saw the ad like on marketplace. And he, you know, came to me and he's like, I got this place, you know, a man cave in my basement. I have these charity events and I got Andre Dawson coming. I'd love a couple of these, uh, you know, to, to, raffle off. And I was like, who, who has charity events in their basement? You got Andre Dawson coming to your basement. Really? All right. And, uh, but money was money. So I was like, all right. Usually you know, he's in we, the morgue. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, uh, so we met at the Belvedere, Illinois Oasis along I 90. And, uh, just, that was the first time I met him and I sold him the pieces. I think it was like 75 bucks a pop. And, uh, uh, from there you know we kind of developed kind of an arrangement you know once I got to know him I went there saw the place a couple weeks later for the first time at a private tour and, and then I was all all in you know I was like you know what can we do I, I want to do pieces for these events you know let's let, let's work something out and we did and uh you know now I I make you know two three four pieces for an event, you know, usually one goat will go to the player and uh, a couple of them get signed and get auctioned off and whatnot, but it's really opened up the door uh, for people to see my work and it's been a, a blessing and uh, um, the Carrie Wood Foundation shortly after reached out to me and, and uh, so I, before the pandemic hit, I was doing pieces for their uh, uh, Woody's Winter Warm-Up, uh, which was really cool. Um, so I've I've developed you know gained a lot of cool relationships from that um, and a lot of it you know uh, with Club 400 peeps like, he like needs, you guys. Uh,
3: Woody needs to do a cameo for you for your no, fly the wood. That'd be perfect. I agree. If, if Gary Wood was the the guy you know fly the wood, that'd be great. And the thing about.
4: Bill is that he's gotten such a Cubs reputation. He's had Andrew Chafin contact him to make a piece. He's had David Bodie contact him. But Bill does other things too. So one of the things on the Sun Ranto show we like to do, especially near the holidays, which are just around the corner, is think about, you know, there's going to be a lot of supply issues, supply chain issues, other things. And don't just go to a big box store. Support local people like Bill Watts. you got his Facebook site right down here. Maybe you got a big Iowa Hawkeye fan.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
4: So yeah, it, yeah it really I, I could
1: pops. use that one. Yeah, <laughs> I hated Iowa making City. that one. I really <laughs> hated
5: making that one. By the way,
3: <laughs> Mike,
1: Michael's in Iowa City, so I mean, you know, I, I think that might one that might be p- pretty popular in your town, Michael. You can make some new new neighbor friends, but um, no, absolutely, and it, support uh, your local artists. Support Bill. Uh, people can find you on Twitter at Fly the Wood Designs and they can find you at, on Facebook which I, th- I think has a lot of pictures of your past work and maybe some stuff that you have for sale. I know you do custom work obviously and uh, so if you want if you're looking for a really unique gift for somebody it is October 14th. I know we got 2 months before Christmas time but you know this is you're probably already got some back orders going for people that want to Yeah, stuff,
5: yeah, and I try to work ahead but uh you know, it, it never works out. You know, I get two, three, four pieces ahead, and then I two, end up selling three, them. Two, three and pieces. Yeah. Like, two, three, four. Yeah, I always, always, two, three. always thought I would do, like, a craft show, you know, where you got those wintertime Christmas craft shows and stuff, and i build up enough stock to do one. But it never happens. I, I'm, I'm always behind, it seems like. so. Um, I mean, but, in uh, –
3: in a certain way, that's good. You're not sitting on product, and you're not doing stuff like that. But yeah, I could totally see that there's a bit of stress trying to get everything out the door as quickly as possible. Yeah,
1: yeah. You should see my hallway. Right. All the unsold T-shirts I have. Like, trust me, <laughs> you would much rather you would much rather have it be your way when you're actually selling things instead of. Yeah,
2: yeah
1: all and all. in my line of work, um, I, I so well, Bill. Thanks for coming on the show. I uh, really appreciate.
5: Go ahead. Yeah, we got a little lag here. Sorry, guys. Go yeah, ahead, Bill. No worries. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, in my line of work, unfortunately, I can't make something and then do a thousand prints of it and and bank off of that. You know, every piece is made by hand, and every piece is unique. Um, I, I, you know, and I do it all myself. So, do you, right have, now, do you have
3: children? I do. Your children, actually, put them to work. Put them to work and just, you know, oh, you're going to show up. Oh, it's my buddy Mason. What's hey, up, Mason? Mason, you need to get in there with Dad.
5: He needs I another know. set of hands to get
3: those things done.
5: He uh, <laughs> he likes running the nail gun, but he's, he's uh, you know, quality control department has to step in, you know, with him quite a bit. And uh, well, he's just not up to my quality standards yet. Well, it was good to see table. you
4: guys, and uh, I'll see you on uh, next weekend, Bill.
5: Yes. Yeah. I'm. Uh, oh, for the Club 400 event. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt I'm Caesar, another great artist, yeah. is going to be out there. I know this Club 400 just uh, turned into a uh, just a place to showcase all these different types of of ours, and everybody's got their niche too. It's 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 just really cool, really cool. All that, right, uh, That we have that platform for to, to do that.
4: Thank you for this beautiful piece right here, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys out there uh, next weekend.
5: Yep. Buy his shit. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Check check you later. The Sun Ranto Show is sponsored by a new sponsor that you guys are going to love, Simbull.com is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com symbol.com, to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit simbull.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. Did you hear that? I said it twice. That means even if you lose money, Symbol re- will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Um, on this show today, the second half of the show, you will be hearing... A Spotify Green Room conversation. It's an interactive conversation that we have with you on the Spotify Green Room app directly after the Sun Ranto show, all off and long. Uh, it's cool. It, you go on there, you follow Sun Ranto show, S O N R A N T O S H O W. Well, you got to download it first. Download Green Room. It's on the uh, App Store and it's on the, uh, the, uh, the Google Play Store. You can just download it. And then you uh, follow us on show. You can be notified when we go live in there. And we have a conversation that you can join. Uh, I host the show. And you can come in and have a conversation. Tonight, we're going to talk all about uh, team fandom, gatekeeping, uh, what's acceptable at Wrigley Field, uh, heckling. It's a great conversation. And some of you guys joined it. Uh, So download... The Spotify Green Room app. Look for it on your app store, and come join us every single Thursday after uh, the, the Sun Rantos show, where we have a post-show discussion about whatever the hell we want to talk about, or or you want to talk about. It's totally interactive, so join us there, and um, hey, keep being ranters. And we want to thank both the Spotify Green Room app and Symbol. For sponsoring the Sun Ranto show. And sports drink. Let's hear it for Sports Drink who we'll put this all together. Clap, 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 clap. All right, back to the show. Uh, man, his stuff is awesome. Um, you know, I, and it I just I just love like you see behind me all the Matt Camera art. I know that he's been looking like check out his Etsy store. Tons of original stuff there too. And another artist that you could support. Um, the original Christmas stuff. Support your local Cubs fan artist this Christmas. Um Speaking of, uh, Cubs support <laughs> looks like Cubs might've actually, after, uh, a, over a year now, finally have a, G- a GM, um, Carter Hawkins from, uh, I mean, it's not official, but it looks like Carter Hawkins from, uh, the Cleveland guardians slash spiders slash Indians, uh, 37 years old, 14 years in Cleveland, last five as assistant GM, uh, has been in the organization since 2008 as an advanced scouting intern. And then he was a full-time professional scout. Uh, then he became assistant director of player development, uh, which he had for four seasons. Then he became the director of player development. So he's done a lot in Cleveland. He's worn a lot of different hats. He's a young guy. Um, what's your initial reaction on, uh, Carter Hawkins. Well who and none he of us was a part of before
3: today. He was a player prior to that too, right? Minor well, leagues? Pl-
1: played, well, played for Vanderbilt and I don't know if he did it. Did he play in the minors?
3: Oh, you're right. He played yeah, he played college in college Vanderbilt. But, okay.
4: So I was looking at a lot of names that were being thrown out there. Um Well, what's before- your first reaction about it? no it 's it's, it's a good reaction, positive reaction um, because it, is that he 's the one thing that every one of the candidates have they focused on player development, and we 've talked about it on this show before is that we kind of felt like there was like some stunted development in the Cubs system. so the hope here is i 'm just glad that they you know they 've obviously acknowledged that, that that was something they were looking at because carter Hawkins wasn 't the only candidate that had the player development background, so I think that it 's a good move. Um, you know, obviously Jed is not doing both things anymore. You got another set of eyes, a fresh set of eyes and a guy that's had success developing pitching, which was also a big weakness in the Cubs system. What's interesting though, is that, I mean, that's also like Jed was the
3: last guy to have that job. So is this him sort of like letting everybody know I really sucked at the whole player development thing. So that's what we went with. (laughs) <laughs> like, I mean, read between the, the obvious- lines there that he's replacing himself with somebody who's better at the job that he was supposed to be doing, hopefully. Well, which is
1: good. I mean, that that's like Abraham Lincoln with his like, what do they call it? The circle of enemies yeah. or whatever it was, you know, that, you know, keep your enemies Cabin- close. cabinet. Yeah, yeah, in his cabinet. So, and, you know, I I have two takeaways. A, like the pitching development that the Cubs have not even tried to do. Until very recently, where you got these middling bullpen arms, these high floor guys without the huge high ceiling. You know, that is a completely different approach that Carter, than Carter Hawkins has taken. Because if you look at some of these rotations that he's been involved with, I wrote a, a few of them down. Kluber, Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, Trevor Bauer, Mike Clevenger, Shane Beaver, Zach Plezak, Aaron Savali. You know, that's quite the the list. And then if you look at Vanderbilt and what they've put out as a pitching uh, juggernaut, David Price, Sonny Gray, Mike Miner, Mark Pryor. Of course, that was a little probably before Carter's time. But, you know, I think that maybe it's like if you can get somebody who really knows what he's looking at when it comes to the pitching and pitching develop and be in drafting and is worn all those hats, that shows at least a different direction than the Cubs have been in the past where they just drafted power bats and stuff like that and um, you know and what they're telling us is now they're gonna go with power arms so it's like it feels like a whole different Cubs team is in our future and that's yeah. and, and that's kind of how it feels to me
3: did you okay so I've been out of it a little bit because apparently my uh, favorite team is in the playoffs but uh was this coming? Like I just happened to notice today, you know, or or maybe it was last night that they had a, a GM, and it was like, oh, I didn't even realize that they were looking at people. Crawley, you said they had a list. Yeah, I guess I totally fucking spaced that. So I was. It was uh, that, by he,
4: it. that was probably one of the first questions, or first within the first five questions of Jed's postseason presser. Oh, because but I,
3: I thought he was just like, yeah, we're looking at people and.
4: Well, and it's it the was...
3: weird thing about it, and there's a couple of weird things that happened
1: today, uh, including Mike Schultz getting fired. We'll talk about that in a second, but like usually, all this stuff waits until the playoffs are over, and you know, and, and you <laughs> well, know, trade rumors
3: miss the playoffs.
1: Well yeah but but still I mean but the hiring and firing of executives and men I mean managers get let go third base coaches get let go like that kind of thing happens right away but the hiring part people get fired right away they don't necessarily get hired right away it takes a second and so the weird thing to me right now is that they are you know just getting in on it and maybe it's just that like getting a head start like it's kind of something I hope the Cubs do If they do plan on signing any free agents, show us your direction early. I don't think they will because of, you know, the CBA and all that stuff, but they are showing at least they're going to do a top-down approach before, and it makes sense. Let's get a GM first. (laughs) It makes total sense. Get that guy first, and then we can get the players because you want the GM to get the players. So, you know, the fact that they would jump on this early means that maybe that they're going to have these conversations early. I hope they announce it tomorrow. People are hoping they'd announce it today, but
3: there's a game tonight.
1: And I guess like, you know, they don't usually do that.
3: So, yeah, you usually I mean, a lot of times they'll wait for all of this stuff until the uh, World Series is over. So it could be that it's like official then, but things just get leaked or whatever. I will, I will say having the the, conversations, but this is a pretty strong rumor that everybody's talking about. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if they just went ahead and, and did it because this is the last game and then they'd get it out before the NL NO and ALCS. I will but that tell you tomorrow.
4: the one thing that did surprise me is I've seen a lot of talks about David Ross getting a contract extension and you know, I, there's a lot of people that have their own opinions on David Ross, whatever. I'm of the opinion of, I don't know how good he is yet. Maybe he is really, really good. Maybe there's things I don't see behind the scenes. I don't know. But what I do know is, is that David Ross is under contract for the 2022 season. David Ross is, uh, the Cubs have a club option on David Ross's contract on 2023. So I just thought it was confusing that with two seasons of control left, and you got a new GM coming in. Why would there be talk about an extension with Ross? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. No, I am with you. There's no I mean, they've been telling us for years that there's no reason to jump the gun on Willie, right? Because we have more years of time to worry about that. Like, but I guess Ross
4: is different. And and the same with Joe Mann. Joe Mann wanted the extension. He wanted his oh. contract to go up at the same time as the player. So everything was going to roll till 2020. And then in 2019, or yeah, until 2020, and then in 2019, during that, before that season started, they didn't offer him the extension. L- Little so.
1: Yumper writes in, got to reward the yes man, Crawley. And I, and I think that's, that, that's kind of why Ross even got the job. I mean, he was groomed for it. First of all, he was the Cubs catcher. Then he went to the booth for five seconds. And then, uh, you know, all of a sudden he's like, what, what was his title? It's, He's a special assistant. Special assistant in the front office. So that whole time, they knew they were going to use him as the manager. They knew that, and we all said he was going to be a manager as a player. So him becoming the manager after special assistant, we you know that's been kind of the. You don't ride the bus anymore in the minors. Like, that's not how you get your experience any longer. It's a special assistant, then you're the manager. He said yes to enough guys. It's a corporate top down situation where they're telling you, you know, how to shift, how to play, who to pitch, all that stuff. And Ross is just like, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And um, I feel like that's enough to get him rewarded. And I agree with you too, Crowley. We don't know. He, you know, for, you got a decimated team in 2021. You got COVID year in 2020, his first year, and they
4: make the playoffs with the, with the old guard. So you could not You couldn't get to an 85% vax rate as a team. You had clubhouse infighting, and that was between, I think, Rizzo and Contreras. Uh, you had guys calling each other out. Um, if you want to show me 2020 and how great it was, 2021 to me, even before the Blue Monday sell-off, uh, it wasn't you know, you had an 11 game losing streak, you had an offense get off to That's an right, absolute horrific, horrific start. So, I'm just not exactly sure what I'm looking at. But I just don't know if it's worth an extension.
3: Yeah, not he, he hasn't done anything to prove that he should get an extension at this moment. And I mean, you go through 2022, or mm-hmm. yeah sorry I didn't know what year it was right now uh, 2022 and at the end of the year you're like okay he has done well we're gonna give him the extension to 24 or 25 now because we're picking up the option and the extension that's when you announce this like that makes more sense that's what you're you're saying would have you were expecting correct right
4: and and again then you still have another year to see even how Matt, how uh, how uh, David Ross gels with the new GM.
3: Oh God, what if they hate each other? Right. I mean, exactly. what if the GM comes in and he's like, fuck you, I didn't get my ring because of your ass hitting that fucking home run. Andrew
4: Miller.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but and then there's the weirdness of uh like the lame duck manager thing too, where you know, we kind of saw that, you know, when you make guys play for it or perform for it, you know, I don't I mean, you know, Ross is a pro, he can do it, but it just
3: I, well, I he's not even talking about that. He still had another year. That yeah, he still I mean, got a year.
1: I, I don't see there's any reason to extend him till after the season is is done. Like you got to see how it's going to go, and w- maybe the GM like wouldn't he maybe want to bring in his own guy? Like you know what I mean? Like that's it's what you want. Usually something. the way
4: it goes. So so and then the, well, the other
3: he, here's the thing. Maybe they already talked to the guy, and the guy was like, "I'm coming, but I want David Ross as my guy for another couple years." They're like, "Fine, we'll fucking do that for you." I mean, I, I'm that's spitball. That's who fucking, knows. yeah, out and, of my but, ass.
1: But I, I think the truth is that none of us know if David Ross is a good manager yet. I, I think that is, it, and it the Cubs don't know either. Um, it's kind of, it, it depends what kind of happens. I mean, he walked into a situation that was very much a done deal already in some respects. So, um, speaking of, uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is going to be a terrible segue. Speaking of done <laughs> deals, <laughs> is it not of a done, done deal. deals? But, David uh, Ross lost you know, speaking of not done deals, actually, I uh, saw the news this dropped today. Uh, this was sent in to me by G- Dominic Galoro. Uh, the first I heard of it today he sent me a, a Facebook message with a uh, article about how Rob Manfred blasted Sinclair, who runs Marquee Network. Uh, oh. For uh, for um, trying to do their own standalone streaming RSN situation, where MLB has a different idea, and you know maybe Rob Manfred for fucking once is actually doing something, is or has plans to do something. You know, too little, too late, in my opinion. But to have a standalone MLB streaming app where you wouldn't have to be tied into a TV channel or whatever, it would be. Um, I, nobody knows what that would look like right well, now, but it's funny that he would push back
4: against half the teams' RSNs well, he, got the the, the problem is the problem is this is that uh, Sinclair apparently whoever was running Sinclair probably was the same guy that tried to buy buy Blockbuster after Netflix came out. It was like, why would you buy regional sports networks? Fox was stuck with them. Nobody wanted them. And so Sinclair came in and they, like you said, they own about half those uh, regional sports networks. They're under the umbrella called Bally's. And uh, now they're trying, now the rumor is, is they're trying to unload them. And so this is just creating a very bizarre situation because you, and and if MLB was smart, they would buy them back. I don't think they are smart. Like if, if MLB was smart, they would have ownership or whoever somehow kick in and, and buy these TV rights and, and do a, a, a true streaming channel, an MLB streaming channel with no blackouts, very uh, similar to the NBA does. NBA lets you pick like five teams you want to follow, and you're allowed to follow those five teams. doesn't matter where your geographic location is. Right. And it's been
1: a proven be, thing because basketball eating baseball's lunch right now as far as popularity in the United States. So especially among the coveted youth demographic, because, uh, you know, baseball's a bunch, a bunch of old men like falling asleep in the third inning, you know, so. And the other thing I read about the RSNs, too, is that they're massively in debt. They're, like, leveraged up to 80% in debt. So, like, even their the worth of their properties are suspects because if you've got that much debt on the books, well, that's not a profitable situation. Now, I get the fact that debt is cheap right now and you can borrow, you know, a shit ton of money for 1%. But um, that doesn't mean that you're profitable. That's just fake money propping up your possibly failed business model so it would be interesting to see one thing I do hope and I don't know if this is going to be a part of the CBA or they're going to just try to like change everything all at once but wouldn't it be great if next year there was that standalone MLB situation where you could follow five teams like the NBA that would just you know how that would make the fans for once I've never seen fans happy with MLB. Not nope. once for for years and years and years have I seen fans be
3: happy, and um, that could actually make us happy. Like one fucking time, we'd the, be happy. The last time MLB fans got happy with MLB is when they ended the All Star Game determining the World <laughs> Series. But the MLB is the ones that fucking made that in the first yeah. place. Like it was, you know, it's not like we got happy because they fixed. Something that had always been wrong. We were just happy that they stopped doing the dumb thing that they
4: started doing. Well, as far as doing the wrong thing or the right thing, uh, we do have some hot stove uh, no, it's, action. It, it's,
3: it's, it's. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really call it.
4: We're, we're rubbing.
3: Like, see this? That's as hot as yeah. the stove can get right
4: now. A little, a lukewarm stove. How's that going? No, no, uh, not,
1: not even. I'm, I'm gonna call it the. No, I'm calling it the preheating stove. This is like you're <laughs> waiting for the stove to heat up. It's preheating. We're going to put the chicken in in about 12 minutes once we get to temperature. You know so, what I mean?
4: Uh, Pat Ragazzo from Sports Illustrated was talking about Marcus Stroman, who to me was an interesting piece. I thought it would be a really good fit. He writes that the belief around the league is Stroman will draw a five to six year deal worth a minimum AAV. He's got the Mets, Cubs, Padres, Blue Jays to be interested and expects other teams to as well.
1: And, of course, he already played for the Blue Jays and most recently the Mets. Um, So let me put his stats up. Um, I forgot he was one of the guys that opted out during 2020. So that is kind of interesting. Uh, cause he came back pretty strong last year with a 302 earned run average and 179 innings pitched, which is the most seed pitched since, uh, you know, well, 2019 is pretty much the same 184. And, um, but, uh, anyway, uh, ERA plus of 133. Um, his FIP's right in line, uh, whip just over one. Uh, the uh, seven point nine strikeouts per nine, pretty much two to one walk walk ratio uh, to strikeouts. I mean, the only thing about Strowman and twenty five million for a guy like him. He's thirty years old. That's like John Lester age, you know. And if you're looking for that five to six year, you're taking him to thirty five. That's not so bad. He's been healthy, he's pitched 200 innings twice with Toronto back in 16 and 17. He's been a workhorse for the most part. I think you Chicago think worth, would love him. You think him. he's
4: worth 25 million a year? I do, no no I I
1: I don't. But uh, you know, these numbers that get thrown out there right now a lot of this is projection from the player themselves, you know, and, you know, and I don't I don't even know if he's going to get five, six years. He is one of the better pitchers on the you know, on the uh, free agent market. But if you look at like what he's got, he's like a he's got a sinker with 92 with a lot of movement. That's what he throws oh, the most. The
3: then Cubs he, love. They love 92. that. I know they 92 got them drooling. Yeah. Does, 90- hey, has has he ever had a Tommy John?
1: I don't – I don't. I have no idea. I didn't look that up. But um, he's got a slider at 80, 85. He's got a cutter at 91. He's got a splitter at 86 and a change at 86. He also throws a – he dials it up with his fastball sometimes, his four-seamer, very rarely at 93. And Ooh. then he throws the curve at 79. So, you know, he's got a good pitch mix. He's a finesse pitcher. Uh, there's a lot of movement on the pitches. Uh, you know, he's <laughs> – it doesn't seem like they said that they were going to target power pitchers. You're
3: trying so hard to say nice things, Danny. I...
1: No, I, it just you know the way it it slides into the the rotation. Like you, Darvish was such a better kind of look out of the, He threw harder, and he, and he had the pitch mix. And then you look at the other guys that are that uh, you know that on these playoff teams. You know, they're dialing up 97, 98. I mean, look at freaking Rodon. Anybody could have had
4: Rodon. He's throwing 99 striking out guys. But, you know, let's hold off on the Rodon thing. The reason people were not jumping all over him is the exact thing people would
1: fear was injury. Yeah. No, I get it. But either way, and I don't say that the guy's got to be. There's a big difference between a dude that throws 99 and a dude that throws 92. Lester was like a 95-er. Marietta 95-er. You know, but that is a difference than 92. And that's more your Kyle Hendricks, your your Alec Mills, they're all going to be the fucking same. And what I want is one day you throw out a guy that throws 95, 96, 97. The next day you throw out a guy that throws 88. Then the next day you throw out another a 93-er. So you're given a few different looks. And you got a couple different arm slots. And you're coming from the left side. Cubs have no lefties. You know what I mean? Like, well, they got one guy, Justin Steele. You know, that's yeah. it. And so, and we don't even know if he's going to be in the rotation. We don't know because we don't know if he's good enough.
4: We don't know. And our friend, uh, friend of the show, Gordon, brought up another potential, uh, suitor to the Cubs. And, uh, that was Carlos Correa. Uh, you know, Carlos was quoted as saying, it's something that's definitely crossed my mind during that pre draft workout at Wrigley Field. And maybe in the offseason it will cross my mind again. He's talked, he was just here in Chicago, talked about his love of deep dish pizza. So,
1: Oh, man, he's laying it on thick. But, like, I I Googled uh, – when I Googled Carlos Correa, here's what came up. Two different articles. How Carlos Correa sees possible fit with the Cubs this winter. And then right next to it from Yahoo Sports, Carlos Correa teases possibly joining Mets or Yankees. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he's just out there trying to get a job, get you know, getting everybody hyped, getting everybody excited. And he's a hell of a player. Like, listen, like, first of all, he's only 27. You know, and, and he's younger than any of the other shortstops that are on the market right now. Uh, in you know, the group that includes Trevor story, uh, hobby bias, of course, and, uh, Seager, who a lot of people are high on is maybe getting, but he's younger than all of them. And, um. You know he um, good at with the the defensive run saved twenty one last year. This is all coming from Evan Altman, who looked all this up over at Cubs Insider. He's uh, twenty led all shortstops in defensive runs saves at twenty one. He was fifth in Fangraphs defensive metric at nine point six, whatever the fuck that means. But like he's been with Houston his whole career. He's been in the big leagues since he was twenty. He's got a lot of playoff experience. He's got some pop with the bat. He had twenty six home runs in twenty twenty one. Batted 279, OPS plus of 131. This is just most recent performance. And if you look, he's been consistent through his career. And he um, just put
4: a dagger in the heart of the White Sox. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it, 837, or 02 pitch. <laughs> 837, 837, o, 837 o, OPS throughout his career, 127 OPS plus throughout his career, a 356 on base percentage. You could see that playing maybe in the leadoff spot, although he's not really a base stealer. But, you know, as long as you're getting on base. You know, yeah, three sixty six OBP just this year. It's even better than his lifetime mark. So,
4: when you, you know, talk about Correa, though, that's exactly the type of hitter that Jed's profiling. Not just a power hitter, but a guy that makes contact.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, he and it, I'm not going to go out there and say he's a better defensive shortstop than Javier Baez is, or but Correa is younger, and you know, it's going to play for three, four years. Before you're trying to think of, um, you know, moving him over. Dominic writes in, don't want Correa. That interview turned me off to him. Of course, like he was on that cheating Astros team, that kind of turned me off. I think what you're uh, suggesting is, is the the interview where he said that. Who was it from the? Oh, Tepera. Tepera. R- Ryan Tapera accused the Astros of cheating again. Oh yeah, yeah. And Correa came out and said, you know, fuck, fuck him, um, pretty much. What's he supposed to say? I mean, I actually like a guy that's going to stand up for his team.
4: I my, yeah, my,
3: I didn't like that part of it, the Tapera thing, but I did like uh, the way Correa was talking. Correa sounded like a guy who's angling to be a manager someday, did, like in that interview with Gordon. I thought, like, what did you guys think about the way that he – was, you know, talking about how he wants to help his teammates and stuff play better and do different To things. me,
4: he has always been a leader. And, you know, look, I'm not going to be the one that says he didn't cheat. All I know is from everything I've read about that scandal, which is a lot, is that Correo was one of the guys that didn't. Can I prove it? No. Is he? Does he deserve that stain for not sticking up? Yes. Yeah. But all he, I can tell you is— He's your shoeless Joe, right? All I'm telling you is, is if you get a guy like this who 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 can hit, who can get on base, who can play defense, and uh, Danny, you were at the the clinching game for the Houston the other day. He hit an 0-2 pitch, and he was talking about how the pitcher, it was Rodon, I believe, kept pounding his chest and yelling. And he said something to the effect was, I knew it was 0-2. I knew he was amped up about the crowd. I knew he wanted to blow it past me, shortened his swing, and cleared the, he didn't clear all the bases, but he got a two-run double.
1: Yeah, and that was huge because that, that really kind of took the White Sox crowd out of it. And, uh, hey, let's talk about the playoffs a little bit because I, I was lucky enough to go. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I, I guess my takeaway, uh, just final maybe word on Correa, I, I'd love it. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love it. And then and, and then I just don't think, and this is, you know, kind of something that I just saw in the chat, uh, that this hot stove from Little Yumper, talked by the media, is setting up the fan base for that gut punch. And that is my ultimate feeling, as I don't think they're ready to spend on long term contracts. I, ju- I, just, I just don't think I think they're going to wait until these young guys are a little bit more seasoned in the minor leagues and that they're about ready to, that pipeline of hitters is about ready to come through. Because right now, you need too much. You need, in fact,
4: you need two Strowmans. You need two Correas, if not three. So you know what? You, you need you, so you, much. You, you, you have, have to start somewhere. You have nothing but money. And, you, and, again, the difference between this and all the Cubs teams that we grew up with is that the Cubs are invested in the surrounding area and the TV station. Before, they had one job, fill the stadium. That's all they had to do. Now they have a TV network that I'm sure they want to move on from Prevagen commercials and try to get up to Nike. So you cannot sit there and have Frank Schwindel be the face of this team. That's not good for advertising dollars. So it has changed the equation. The investments in the hotel, the uh, bars, the restaurants, all that stuff, it makes a difference. I do not think that they're going to go crazy like drunken sailors, but trust me, it's not going to be the team on paper that you see now.
1: Yeah. Well, they got to spend some, but, um, well, let's get into some of these playoffs. Uh, just real quick, because we're, we're running up against the clock here, because we do have our Green Room show at 8 o'clock, uh, directly after where you can download the Green Room app, talk to us, uh, talk about what we talked about on the show tonight. I'd love to hear how people feel about Correa, or maybe who you think the Cubs should sign. Uh, we'll talk for another hour after this is over. Um, the playoffs, yeah, I was lucky enough to go. Uh, there was a rain out on Monday, uh, so... Uh, I was able to get somebody's ticket that didn't need it, and I was right behind the White Sox dugout. Great! I mean, those tickets are like three hundred bucks where I was sitting, and uh, I just went for free. I live a charmed life, people. I really do live a charmed. But I'll tell you this much: you know the the White Sox crowd, obviously excited. You know, Sox in five. Everybody was believing in it. That crowd was pumped up. It's funny. It's like you know i think i might have an easier time if i was like invited to a playoff game and it was like the angels or something i'd be like yeah root 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 for the home team angels versus uh, versus the you know rangers or something like i'd just go for the home team and we'd be fine in that Sox park i felt like have you ever been at like uh, a funeral that like for like but you know, you don't know like anybody in the family, like you're like, let's say your wife, you know, you don't really know the family or, or you go to support your cousin, you got to go to the funeral and you're talking or a wedding and you're, you're just like, don't know anybody at the wedding. And it's just kind of awkward. Everybody's having fun. Everybody knows each other. You don't know anybody. You're just kind of talking to the weird cousin in the corner because, you know, (laughs) because you don't know what to do. That's how I felt at this white Sox game. It's just like, I could not cheer. You know the, the the one home run Sheets hit a home run a solo shot and everybody turns around you know that I'm with hey let's high five it and I was like okay and I high five him but I'm not into it you know and it's so obvious and I'm like why did you bring me like you know this is like <laughs> now I'm the weird guy that's here I'm not not into it I'm just like eating sunflower seeds and um, I must admit man. I loved watching the Sox get knocked out. I, I, had, such a, I had such a good time. I was silently – I did not root for the Astros. Fuck the Astros, too. But, like, I did not root for them, but I certainly didn't root for the White Sox. I just watched a baseball game, and it was it was very awkward. It was an awkward situation, and hilariously – I got on the jumbotron. Yep. <laughs> like I'm putting up the picture. <laughs> you know, there's a. I wore a Chicago American Giants hat and shirt that said Comiskey Park because the uh, Giants used to play at Comiskey. So I, I wore Negro Leagues gear, went in there. But um, you know, the people around were nice. But I, I'll say this much, man. Do you know how much I heard in line of them talking about the Cubs at their own playoff
4: game? They can't, dude. Rent. Free Red free. Al- it's always been that way. It will never not be that way no matter how many people on Twitter want to do the let's let's all just get along bullshit. It'll always be that way. And if you didn't grow up in it, then you don't understand. I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry I can't explain it better for people. We don't like them. They don't like us. Oh well, can't help it. The the difference is during
3: the Cubs playoff run, you don't hear Cubs fans talking about the White Sox. Dude, 2016, I don't remember the White Sox coming up one time.
1: Not no. once. Not, we have no – they might as well be the freaking Texas Rangers for all we care. You know, by the time we're watching our own playoff team, dude, I heard homophobic comments about the troughs. You know, about, oh, there I am holding my Johnson. I got to look in some guy's eyes. I'm like, that. first of all, that doesn't happen. You know yep. what I mean? Well, I mean, no. Johnson. <laughs> you know. it,
3: it, it could totally happen, Danny, it, but – it's not because somebody's right across from you. It's because you're purposefully turning to look at the guy next to you.
1: Yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but just don't no look down. Then you're all right. But uh, you know, so I heard that. I heard a lot of like Craig Kimbrell hatred. Send him back to the Cubs because you know and I'm like, blame Tony LaRussa, which a lot of them do. I know my friend Lauren, who I went to the game with, he goes, Larusso doesn't believe in the shift. Like Larussa, he's like, Nope, set it here, shortstop positions there. You know, and you know, they had Tim Anderson playing in the grass, they had dudes getting on left and right, they had a misplay in the outfield, balls falling in. Dude, I do blame a lot of Larusa for the White Sox loss. And the White Sox fans should too. Uh, they misused Craig Kimbrell. We gave him an awesome closer, and they turned him into dog shit. It was amazing. Uh, and it's Larusa's fault. So, you know, I and then you get that fucking bullshit with White Sox Dave going up to John Cusack, yelling at him. About rooting for both teams, and I get it. You know, but who cares? Let him be him. I'm just gonna say, Oh, yeah, Cusack's just kind of a fair weather fan. He just likes baseball. He like he knows a lot about baseball. He's a Chicago guy, whatever. He lives at LA. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, Fuck John Cusack. Well, it,
4: but it wouldn't have been my biggest priority of that day. I would have had other things to worry about. I get what White Sox Dave was saying. And I actually went later on to his Twitter site because he was just getting roasted. I'm like, I got to see what this guy's doing right now. And he tried to make like another video where he's like, well, maybe this, maybe that. But he, but the point that he was making and understood was when the Cubs were winning in 2016, 2017, I actually have a picture of John Cusack at the Cubs World Series parade, like backstage and all this shit. Okay. And so he wasn't at Sox Park when they were going through the rebuild. And that was, I think, his bigger point is that for those of us that sat there through 2010 to 2015, 2014, when the Cubs were dog shit, and then all of a sudden 2015 and 16 happened and everyone jumps on. It's kind of like, where were you when they sucked? And so for Gee, the white team, it's I, the
3: same I, thing. No, I 100% disagree. I said it back then. I said, fine, you're fucking bandwagon, jump on, ride with us. That's fine. Because if you fucking bring people in when they're good, they'll stay. You know, they're, they'll stick around. Or they won't, but who fucking cares? It's not our goddamn job to fucking gatekeep who gets to cheer for our team. Let people fucking have a good time. If you, you know, and, and I'm sorry, Cusack, the dude, he was in uh, eight Eight men out. He has a relationship with the actual fucking team. Yeah. And if you go outside of, all of the assholes like us, players don't give a shit. Players fucking don't have favorite teams. Have None favorite of them player. do. They have favorite yeah. players. They have and favorite we, players and shit, so let them fucking do whatever they want. And, this and, is just one of those dumb shits. It's it, it, it strikes me the same as people who don't like when you put the toilet paper on the roll the wrong way. Well, let's continue this on the green room app for yeah, okay. I tell
6: you,
2: a lot
3: of people will have so, a lot to say. Yeah, my, hold on. I did want to point out, though. Unfortunately, I believe the Cubs have lost in the playoffs to the Marlins. Um, my MLB app still has <laughs> last year's fucking playoffs in it Hilarious. all the way through the fucking World Series. What this is the shittiest fucking app I've ever seen in my life. How do you still have 2020 playoffs on it? I yeah, I have
1: no idea. Yeah, uh, so there uh, is a lot of Cubs still well, in the postseason. One thing, one, th- one post- thing though, I got one thing to big bring up though before. Look at this bullshit. I want thing, more thing about the White Sox. I t- tweet, retweet uh, our ex friend Josh's site South Side Sox as they were living rent free in the Cubs' head. He, they, uh, they cheered a, a fly ball. Uh, at the, the Houston Astros cheered a fly ball and Southside Sox has very wriggly reaction to that flare from Tucker, um, you know, and so they, you know, they thought it was a home run, whatever in Houston Astrodome. I said, Cubs living rent-free, blocked by Southside Sox. So, dude, those guys—I uh, mean, they're now called soft side socks, soft as fuck. And and I also want to thank everybody for uh, who uh, donated to Levante. We sent him to the game on Tuesday with his son. He took this picture. So thank you for everybody that did that. Uh, he had a good time, even though they lost, created some memories with his son. But yeah, let's talk about the other Cubs. Uh, who are you going for? So John there Peter are other the
4: Cubs. There are other Cubs in the postseason. Jock Peterson has been on a a pinch hit tear. He just had a three-run home run using Anthony Rizzo's bat. He uh, took one of Anthony Rizzo's bats with him, and uh, he's been hitting home runs with it. It's kind of like the Matt Caesar that occurred in 2016 when Rizzo used his bat. You had Kyle Schwarber in Boston. Uh, absolutely kind of butchered a play at first and then made a routine play and then acted like he won the World Series, which they everybody love loved and laughed at that one. They
1: love him there. He's, you know, Lyle is a huge Red Sox fan, used to always say that, uh, you know, Schwarber would be great on the Red Sox. And they love him. They should respect him, uh, to be honest. They should. They already love him.
4: You had a uh, Kendall Graveman and Martin Martin Maldonado on the Astros. That was a Cubs pitcher and catcher. Remember, Graveman got let go so that they could get Cole Hamill. And Martin Maldonado was a catcher for the Cubs. And then tonight, uh, the game's already started, I believe, or is about to start. Uh, Chris Bryant's going in San Francisco along with Tommy LaStella.
1: Yeah. Who, who and uh, and Jorge Soler too is being ex Cubs. He's got COVID. <laughs> oh, uh, so he's got COVID. Oh God, he's he's gonna miss. You know that dude just has the worst trouble with injury, and then you know he gets to the playoffs and gets COVID. And you know I don't know if he was vaccinated or not, but you know he hopefully he is and doesn't catch a good case and a uh, bad case and come back. Um, who do you guys? Who do you
3: guys like? Are
1: you enjoying watching these ex Cubs or no?
4: Yeah, it's fine.
3: I mean, I'm, uh, I'm at Boston because fuck the Astros is really the only reason. And I mean, I guess Atlanta. I don't fucking know. I I, I hate that. Atlanta's sort of deal, but yeah, that, I, did, I can't take I can't take the fucking ago. racist chop. Yeah, I can That yeah, I just thought about that too. It, it fucking Giants. I, I, I guess, love Sh- Giants. I love
4: Schwarber and I love Bryant. So either one of those yeah. guys, watching Schwarber versus win. Bryant,
1: that's kind of my dream World Series. Although it's nice to have a team in it that you hate, so that you can go against them. So maybe it's better if only one of the teams you like, like the Red Sox or the Giants, come in. And if the Red Sox do come in, we got to have Lyle back on the show because you know he's going to be shitting bricks, oh. and we'll they'll talk all about that. Do maybe do a little World Series, or maybe even ALCCS.
3: So I, I am in the middle of that. I am super happy that the fucking Rays got knocked out because fuck the Rays. Oh, my God. Could anybody get their knob schlobbed as much as the fucking Rays did <laughs> this postseason and last year? It's like they they lost the fucking World Series because they fucking don't know how to run their team. And then this year, yeah, they make it, but they lose in the Division Series. They're not the greatest fucking team in the world. They are working with bullshit, no money, and they're doing the best they can. Great for them, but that is not the fucking greatest team. Quit acting like they are. They're
4: fucking hanging on, you know, like by their fingernails, well, trying yeah. to get Talking through this shit. Speaking about fingernails, Craig Kimbrell is supposedly going to be traded, and not only is he going to be traded, his chia head is going his to be chia given head is away. going to be given
1: away tonight. Uh, the Craig Kimbrell chia head uh, for the scavenger hunt for Sunranto. I did a random name uh, picker, and I put all the names in. Thank you to everybody that uh, you know joined the scavenger hunt. That was a lot of fun. We're definitely going to do more of that next year. Uh, but the winner, and you guys are going to love this, Bill Suggs won. So Bill Suggs, congratulations! You've won a Craig Chia mold beard thing. Congratulations.
3: I want Bill to Grow a beard along with Craig. What is this? Uh what is this <laughs> bleacher? Beard. What
4: is this bleacher mob radio out of curiosity? I don't
3: know. Bleacher Mob
1: Radio, they were just one of the people that uh joined the um the scavenger hunt. Nice. They they, wow. they yeah, they went for it and I didn't know who they were. I was just gonna contact them on Twitter. Um speaking of Twitter, uh Sun Ranto Show has a new Twitter uh that we're gonna Try to utilize a lot more than we did before, so I'm going to drop a link. It's just Sun Ranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W. Also, the Bleacher Bum Band, uh, we're going to get that Twitter going a little bit. We had a meeting with those guys Like looking to put our best foot forward next year. Uh, do, we're already asking G-Man about when our show should be and stuff. And I also got a couple links to drop about uh, – we got Ronnie Woo Woo's birthday, Saturday, October 30th, Cubby Bear, and that's going to be from 6 to 9 p.m. Nice. nice. And uh, I'm dropping a link for that in the chat. That's a party. Please RSVP for that so I can let uh, Ronnie's handler know all about it. And Cubs caroling, that's going to be December the 11th. And I'm dropping a link to that in the chat. Um of course, uh, next week we're going to do our famous Cubs grades show. That's going to—I can't up. wait. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Cubs grades next week. We'll go through the 21, 2021 season. So um, let's uh, pinch this one off. And then we'll go over on the green room map. We're just over. Uh, I got it. My my only TFC that I have is uh, this one. Uh, right after the Astros clinched the uh, NL ALDS. I uh, tweeted out a picture of me like looking like that girl with like the, the flames in the background and the Astros celebrating on the field and I've got a, a shit-eating grin on my face. And I said, I tweeted out, my work here is done, hashtag Cubs. And it got a hell of a lot of action on Twitter. And Bill Johnson Cubs said to me, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> which he's right. He's right. I should get a real job, which is why we're uh, trying to keep the show to an hour. Michael, you got one?
3: I got one. And it's? Uh, Mike Schilt is out as manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, sources tell ESPN. That's Jeff Passan's tweet. Uh, and Braves Bunsen says, Mike did a Shilty job and got Schilt-canned. And I just enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> Good
4: stuff. Well, Danny, why don't you start the Green Room page and I will finish up here. Uh, you can follow us on Green Room, and we'd love to talk to you and have your opinion. And I think this is a topic that Michael and I are not done talking about here. Follow Sun Ranto Show. Um, But uh, this is my TFC right now is about John Cusack. Cubs, no hit streak. My heart goes out to John Cusack, who only has six teams (laughs) left to cheer for this season.
3: Okay, that's funny as shit, though. (laughs) That is excellent.
4: So definitely we'd love your opinions on the show. Can you just jump on bandwagons or maybe you got to pick a lane? I don't know, but we can talk about it on green room. We'd love to hear from you all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So follow sun ranto show on the green room app. If you don't already. And, uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm going live right now. So you'll be able to find it on here, uh, eventually. And, uh, and we'll wait for a few people to get into that room. In the meantime, uh, why don't we why don't we finish off uh, this show with a little uh, Blue Friday, um, the brand new song from me. That's sad. So here we go, Spagog, everybody. We'll see you over on Green Room. All right, Spagog. Spigog. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by SimBull. It's the sport stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD, sports drink SD, to make your first deposit risk free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Symbol. 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 Symbol.com. Use promo code SD. Sunranto Show is also brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. You're about to hear a Green Room conversation. From the Sunranto show, in real time. Well, actually, it's recorded. Uh, we recorded it in real time, though, with you, with the listeners of the show. They downloaded the Spotify Green Room app. They put it on their phone or their tablet, and then uh, they followed Sunranto show on the Spotify Green Room app. And then when we went live, they were notified and they listened to a conversation, or they participated in that conversation. It was amazing, and you're about to hear it. It's it's recorded. It's recorded for all the people to hear. It's going to be part of this podcast. It's the whole second half of this show is us talking about uh, fandom, about uh, heckling, about uh, the White Sox and their fans and how I never. I don't want to get into it. You're just going to have to hear about it. Download the Spotify Green Room app. It's in the iOS store. It's in the uh, Google Play Store. Uh, you can link your Twitter up to it. You join the MLB group. You follow Sun Ranto's Show. And then uh, when the room goes live, you get notified. It's the easiest thing that could be. It's an interactive conversation. It's the wave of the future, people. It's the wave of the future. Basically, it, it's talk radio. It's talk radio on apps. It, it, that's what it is. But it's still the wave of the future that kind of looks like the past. History rhymes, people. Download the Spotify green room app and join us today. Join us right now. Here it is. Here's our conversation on the Spotify green room app.
4: See that we got Robert in Bernie. Um, just to answer your question from a little bit earlier. Um, and, and tell me if this was, I believe Bernie was you that was asking he can, yeah, Bill can do, did you say F one or formula one racing? looking in the chat. Cause I think, Bernie, yep. yeah, you were the one asking about that. So yeah, he could absolutely do that. Whatever idea you can come up with, he will have no problem doing.
1: Yeah, no, he's, he can pretty much do anything. I mean, I think that's the thing about it. He does all these like custom jobs and, uh, you know, he's kind of like Matt camera. Like when you started doing the maps and stuff, um, you know, it's, it, it, it like that just took off because everybody wanted their face on the map and then agents started contacting and that that's kind of what happened with uh you know chafin got that what's it, it was like that farm was Chafin's it like a farm shaven's bo- chafin, yeah. family farm and yeah no it's like really awesome it's like and that's the thing about artists it's like you know and i i know this as a songwriter too it's like Oh,
4: can you write a song about this? I'm like, bitch! I can write a song about anything. (laughs) Like, you know, of course I can. Maybe, maybe, maybe Artie can get a wrestling one. I mean, there's no limit to what you can do.
1: Absolutely. Um, So uh, I guess we'll wait for a few more people to come in. Um, uh, Bernie said she's getting an Eddie Vedder one.
4: Ooh, that's a cool idea. Can you guys hear me? Mind that? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello. Yes.
1: Uh, oh, I can cool. hear you. I think I'm only coming out of one. All right, cool. I, I think my uh, my earphones are kind of screwing up here. Um, I think I might be out of uh, battery. Out of juice. But, so, um, yeah, I'm, I've still got the show going here in San Ranto. But I, I like this format. I think we should keep this going. It's hard to stick to an hour after we haven't been
4: there's always an adjustment period and then you kind of get it. And like I said, I'd really love to hear anybody who wants to talk, you know, just kind of give can your you hear opinion. Me? Yeah, we can hear you.
1: Yeah. So I think I'm breaking got- up. My, my internet's kind of been dog shit tonight. I know if it was, I coming in and out during the show.
4: Uh, I don't know if it was you or Bill
3: Watts. There was a little bit of a struggle was, there, but it was worse when Bill was on, but yeah, a little bit. Oh, hey, we got some people in here. It's the exact same people that always come in here. <laughs> no, there's Patrick. Patrick's new, I think. So, uh, Crawley, are were you asking about the bandwagon thing?
4: I was saying that I, I, I as much as I, like I said, I would not have confronted. Um, I wouldn't have confronted John Cusick. That wouldn't. Like I said, I'm there to enjoy myself, have a good time. I'm not one of those guys that's gonna. I don't like putting out bad vibes. I'm very superstitious in postseason games. Okay, So I probably would have just rolled my eyes and had a drink. I probably would have gotten a selfie. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't have done what he did. But I understand the mentality of what it means. This whole gatekeeping thing is something to me that's relatively new. And Joe and I, Kilgown and I, have been battling people about you know, rooting for the White Sox and people just not understanding um that concept of how difficult it would ever be for me to ever root for the white Sox for anything and
3: yeah Kilgallen is actually one of the worst. he he's really into the gatekeeping but but like see when it comes yeah. to that bit he doesn't like anybody he doesn't like anybody to fucking uh you know talk shit about the the Cubs or you know if they showed up late like yeah he's he's definitely in that camp.
4: Yeah, and, and I would put myself in in the same camp as well. As a matter of somebody that I don't have a problem if you want to come aboard and hang out. And you want to be a part of it and you want to be a fan, I I can't even tell you the amount of people, even fans of other teams. I used to give like a like a like a like a off the books tour of Wrigley Field and the area around it. I have no problem explaining the traditions and teaching people like I've been taught myself. The problem more than anything is like People are like, oh, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll root for the Padres. It's like, wait a sec, the Padres fucked us in 84. How, You know what I mean? It's like, it'd be like, you know, it's just, I could never imagine. It was like you were a fan of a team, and that's how you get these traditions that mean a lot to people. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, I, I keep seeing this on Twitter, like there was a uh, father who taught a kid how to throw the opposing team's home run back on the field. Hell yeah, that's what you do. That's what makes a fan, yeah. being a fan special. It is. Um, now, specifically
3: with the Cusack thing, this is how fucking dumb uh Barstool-y Dave is. Cusack already went through this once. When the White Sox won in 2005, he was at the games then and had to answer a bunch of that shit back then because he was well-known as a Cubs fan and showed up at the White Sox And so all of this for some of us who actually pay attention or aren't 12 years old, like fucking Barstool Dave, we already know 16 years ago, John Cusack already went through this shit. So, you know, not only is he being an asshole, he's fucking late to the show. Like, everybody, I think, kind of, I don't know, anybody who was around back then Knows that Cusack's going to show up to that. Fuck it, who cares? But as I for, wouldn't have cared, uh, like I said, it, 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 it. people got to jump on at some point, right? And normally people don't jump on to
4: teams that are bad. They jump on when teams are good. And if, but see, to me, that's not a that's not a bandwagon jumper. That's that's somebody that just got interest in the game because it was exciting. I have no problem with that. Right, but but here's the thing. You don't
3: know who that fucker is. You don't know if they're the brand-new person or the person... I know who that
4: fucker is. That's the fucker that's on the south side now all of a sudden cheering for the Sox. Well,
3: whatever. Well, but that's not Cusack. (laughs) Cusack was there 16 years ago. He fucking did a, a movie in which he became very close with that organization. You know, that's the kind of shit that you can have your favorite team... You know, that could be his AL team. Probably is his AL team, you know? Everybody has – well, not everybody. I don't have an AL team because I just don't really fucking like the AL. But I've been, like, given – you know, I've been given Lyle shit on Twitter because I was cheering for Rizzo and the Yankees against the Red Sox, which pissed Lyle off. And then, uh, you know, and then – when the the Red Sox won, I jumped on. I'm like, I'm a lifelong Red Red Sox fan, and I misspelled Red Sox, and you know, now I'm having now I'm a Red Sox fan, but it doesn't mean I, anything because everybody knows I'm a Cubs fan. Right. That's why I, I don't take it. Uh, My team's I, not in it, and I can go to the games if I want. You know, it's just it's just not a big fucking deal at this point. My team isn't playing anymore. That's Fucking
7: sucks.
4: There's no doubt about it. My whole point, my, the whole point that I'm trying to make is, is that like, so like, you know, whatever team's hot, are you going to, like I said, to me, that's just not being a fan, man. That's just like picking the winning team. It's, it's, uh, I, you know, I'm going to be a new England. But that's I'm be that's a new what England.
3: you do when your team's not in it.
4: I don't do that at all. Well, who are, who are you cheering for? I'm not really cheering for anybody. I'm watching the games and just watching baseball. I'm not cheering for anybody. Okay. I have well, teams I don't want to win, but uh, like I don't have a problem with San Fran, Boston. Uh, if they win, fine. I'm kind of tired of Boston, just in general, the whole city winning every fucking championship in every sport. Uh, Houston, cheaters don't want them to win. Uh, the Braves don't like the chop thing. I'm trying to think who else uh, is left. Dodgers. Okay. I've had some. Danny wants you to let him in,
3: though. By the way, you're the who host. does? Danny does.
4: Danny wants us to let him in?
3: Yeah, you're the host now.
4: Did you know that? No, he never told me that. He must have Hail Married it. Let me just take a look. No, he, he just... Yeah,
3: he just... Yeah, I see it. that now. <laughs> I... No, I know, what you, I, I know what you mean. I just... Pe- people have other teams that they like, and if your team's not in it and you want to still be involved, you pick one to go, you know, and then... You just fucking cheer for me. I, I think it's, I, I think it's interesting to sometimes
1: w- like not like pre wonder who you're gonna root for. It's like I remember like back in like watching games as a kid. You know, like do you remember that? I think it was like '86. Yeah, it was '86 because it was the that Mets versus Astros NLCS. And I remember watching that with my friends, and I was 12 years old. And and I I had no real uh, dog in the fight. I I mean, I kind of hated the Mets, I guess, because, you know, they were, you know, in the Cubs division and stuff. So I was kind of going for the Astros. It was a game that went 16 innings. And me and my friends were going nuts. And it wasn't that we wanted any team to particularly win or not. It was that we were just kind of watching this amazing baseball game unfold. So I think you can watch things – and still enjoy the game. Like, I didn't really enjoy the White Sox game that much that I was at because, like, it was, like, too close to, you know, a team that I have issues with or that, you know, and I kept hearing about my team in the stands. But, like, you know, I think it's okay to, like, watch the game and, like, kind of go for people, like, as you're watching it. Like, I didn't expect to want the Astros to win that game, you know. And then I didn't expect to like the Red Sox, you know, in the that World Series, but I ended up liking them. And it's just like sometimes, you know, there's like a team that's like the Giants and the believe-in teams were good. Like the Cubs sucked ass in like 2012, 2014. Those believing teams were were fun. Now, when it came down to the Cubs being a believe-in team in 16, fuck the Giants, you know what I mean? But, like, I was going for the Giants in those other years. I mean, have you ever – I mean, we went for the Nationals when Johnny was rooting for them. You know, I, I pretty much liked that team. I enjoyed watching them. And we were out of it, so I didn't care. But I was really going for them. Like, sometimes I don't give a fuck. I,
4: ha- I-, I had no emotional investment. I was hoping for Johnny's sake they won. If they didn't, that oh sucks for Johnny. And then I would sit there and turn the channel. No investment in it. could care less. Any of that stuff. It's just, to me, it's one of those things that I, I- – I give my entire heart to this fucking team. And so they're really, like I said, I don't really like, I don't have an AL team, even though AL ball doesn't bother me as much as Michael. Um, I don't, you know, there's not a secondary team. And hell, even even with other sports, like I watch the Bears. It's fun and stuff like that. But it, there's nowhere near the passion that I have for what we're doing now. So, you know, for, for, the, for the Cubs, even when they're bad, even when they're bad. Yeah, and, and- –
3: and I don't have the passion for the teams either, obviously, but I understand what Danny's saying. I do get excited. I can get wrapped up in a story and enjoy it. The difference is I can really be into that, but literally I'm not waiting for that team to come back next year. You know what I mean? And also kind of Danny talked about this as well. White Sox fans talking shit about the Cubs when the Cubs – are nowhere around and nowhere in it. That, if I was at the game, that would actually make me not want the Sox to win, even though I hate the Astros and I want the Sox to win, you know? So I can totally see that too, because I'm telling you right now, I lived in Denver for 10 years. I did my fucking level best to be a Rockies Fan outside of when they played the Cubs, right? Like I was like, this team is right here. I could watch them all the time. I could go to the games, and I would go to the games because I like baseball, and I'd go watch them play whoever. And we generally cheer. But my lord, the fans' whininess about the other teams and the way that they run their stadium always made me like if I went. And saw the game live, I was always like, I fucking really don't care about this team. And if I tried to watch them on TV, they have shitty announcers that fucking complain about everything too. So I was just like, I, I really can't get into this as much as I wanted to just to be a part of something that was close. You know? Artie may I, be able to, you know, attest to that. They, you know, being at those games. I like what
1: people are saying in the chat. Um, Robert says, used to be an NL guy when Cubs aren't in it. Then I moved to St. Louis. Yeah, that'll do it for you. You're definitely not going for them. Um, Cubs, uh, Laura says, Cubs over everybody, but celebrate good baseball on the field. I mean, you know, it's just like, I mean, I, I might as well, like, being at the Sox game or, I mean, it was like being at any other baseball game, like, going to see, like, the Chicago dogs or, or like the Kane County Cougars. And I'm like, I guess I hope Kane County was, but like, once it's true, Michael, once I heard all these people talking smack, I couldn't do it. Like, I was just like, well, now I just want you to lose. And so I just sat there. And as the game went on, the more I was just naturally going for the Astros because I, and, and when I looked around and saw sad Sox fans, it made me happy because I'm that kind of person. Like I'm a, Oh,
4: <laughs> I did. I want to lick the tears off their face. Dude, it, it would be absolutely glorious.
1: It, 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 uh, Daryl says, "I actually enjoy their Sox team. Their fans are unbearable. Absolutely, like you got Eloy out there. You got freaking Tim Anderson. What an awesome player they got! Like real brave is fun to watch. Like this is that's a good team. You know what I mean? And then like, even with Kimbrel, you're like you're you know you kind of." Want him to do well, I guess, because he's ex-cub. But I don't. I didn't feel that. But even the Sox, the Sox fans, I was the only one rooting for Kimbrel in the entire ballpark. The freaking Sox fans hated it, and I'm like, you guys, this is your guy. They booed him, dude. The Sox fans. I didn't say this on the show. You know, did you see that play where the Astros center fielder, he got ended up getting taken out of the game on the home run that Sheets hit? Um, it went straight away center, and the guy jumped, and he almost had it. That was uh, – and he almost had the ball, and he ended up, like, I don't know, hurting his shoulder or something like that. And so it was taking – you know how, like, when a guy gets injured, they'll, like, let him kind of work it out, give him a second to see how it's going. Well, it's a playoff game. So, they, you know, they were really, like, giving him time, letting him see if he could throw. This is a regular season game. They're taking his ass out, right, right away. But, like, you know, this – they are trying to keep him in the lineup. And fucking the Sox, when it was taking too long for them – the fans started booing, and then when he's and then when, he, and then, uh, when they he, they decided, uh, but Dusty Baker said he's coming out of the game. Uh, so Dusty brings out of the game, and
4: they sing no, no, na hey 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 goodbye to an injured guy.
1: I'm like, all right. How
4: about how, how about the how about the assholes running the what is it NBC I know, Sox I know Talk or whatever? Guys.
1: I used to work with them. They're not bad people, but boy do they suck at fucking running that account and then you got freaking south soft side socks with uh with uh josh nelson like fucking blocking me and shit i'm like dude you're the one that can't keep wrigley out of your mouth like you know you gotta compare something that the astros fans do and by the way socks were cheering fucking foul balls with the rest of them you know what i mean at that game because they don't even know what they're looking at because they don't go to baseball games. Like, dude, I was like, no, that's a foul ball. But no, no, that's not God. Did you hear the bat? Like, I go to games. So it's different when you're in the stadium. I get why people that don't go to a lot of games take every ball, hit in the air as a home run. I understand. because, But if you go to a lot, then you don't get that anymore. Because you know the sound. You know the trajectory. You know how hard it was. State, you, you see how fast. I mean, sometimes the wind will take one, and it surprises you. But for the most part, you kind of know. And, like, Sox fans did not know at all. Well, so yeah. I don't want to fucking hear from those assholes about, like, the bandwagon wriggling people that don't know when a ball's a home run. Plus, if you're sitting in Terrace Reserve, you can't see where the ball went because
3: there's a roof over your head. So, Right. right. Every, every ball that's hit there does look like a home run because it just disappeared. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, but, no, what you're saying, like, and this is what I'm talking about with the Rockies fans as well. When you go to the game, you cheer your team. You don't fucking give a shit about the other team. Now, if it's, you know, something like with the Astros and you want to fucking give them shit for cheating, okay, that's one thing. You know, but you basically just – if you cheer for your team, that's a good experience for everyone. But, like, the Rockies fans don't cheer for their team so much as they – cheer against the other team and that's what you do when you don't go to games and you don't really know like I don't know enough about my team so I'm just gonna cheer against the other team you know like that's kind of how that is but if you're if you're like I don't know I hate saying this like the whole true fan thing but like you know if you're a real fan you just cheer for your team and it's fun. You make it fun. You don't dwell on that negative thing. And then the person next to you, if they are, you know, maybe they were a fan of another team and they don't, you know, they're, they're showing up and they just hear you not talking shit about their team, just enjoying your team. That makes them feel like, Oh, well that looks like fun. That's going to be fun. You know, it's, but if you, if you look at a person, you're like, oh, you're wearing a black hat. You know, you must be a Sox fan. Fuck you. Y- you're not going to get fans that way. You're not going to even – not even people who are on the fence. Not even people who uh, are just sort of fans. You know, like Danny is a sort of fan going. He hates that team now because he's there, and he can only hear them cheering against the other team. Or talking shit about a team that's not even in their league.
1: Or the, the other time or that, by the way, this happened was—I um, know I've told this story on the Sun Rantho show before—is you know Brian, our Pirates fan friend that comes on talks about that shitty team. We decide we were both living in New York, and we decide, hey, uh, the the Yankees game had been suspended against the Tigers. It's like two thousand seven, eight, something like that, um, nine—I don't know. The Tigers game had been suspended against the Yankees, and it was going to start up in the third. Like it, it had rained, and they'd, sit and, and there was already a score. and It was like two to one or something like that. And so we, I see on StubHub that they're selling this this game that's going to start in the third, but because it's the ALDS, and like the Yankee fans are spoiled, um, they don't care. So they, these tickets were going for like twenty bucks.
6: So it was like it was like being a Brewers fan.
1: I mean, and to go to Yankee Stadium. And so I go I go to Brian. I'm like, hey, Brian, you want to catch this Yankees game, Yankees Tigers game?
4: Like, my
2: dad,
1: you know, was a Tigers fan. But, you know, like, I don't really care who wins this game. I don't really know anything about it. Don't watch AL ball. And then uh, so we go. We go down there, and we're thinking in our heads, like, I, I, I get a Yankees hat. I'm like, wearing a Yankees hat. I'm like, let's, like, root, root, root for the home team and blah, blah, blah. So, and so I go in and, like, as the game's happening, like, the Yankees are doing well and they're winning. And, like, me and Brian, like, we look at each other and we're miserable. We're like, Fuck the fucking Yankees. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to leave this fucking hat here. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I mean, it's just like I naturally – I went to the game thinking, like, I could root for the home team root for the Yankees. And both of us, like, every – we ended up rooting for the Tigers because we could not, like, as a Pirates fan, you can't like the Yankees. As a Cup fan, I can't like the Yankees. But I could kind of go for the Tigers, you know what I mean? Because fuck the Yankees. But it's just, like, one of those natural things that happens. And uh, even if you choose something else – it
3: might end up different. Danny keeps walking into another state. Oh, really?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm on my my AirPods, so I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's not working right. So,
3: sometimes you walk into the other. Yeah, but your microphone is coming through whatever you're using.
1: Oh, my actual phone. I well, I think it's just the wonkiness of this green room app that's not uh-huh. allowing.
4: No, it's it's when you're like, if you're walking through certain things or like, away. Yeah. well, here's the question.
1: Can you hear me? You can hear me really well right now. Right. I got a hundred percent. I got clear, the phone yeah. right in front of my face. Now, if I walk over here, now it sounds like I'm really far away. Right. Yep. Yeah. Because it's not yep. coming through my, I'm hearing you guys through my AirPods, but it's not talking through my AirPods. That's why I left before I couldn't hear shit. So anyway, I might, I might do that again, but yeah. um, I'll just keep the phone with me. But yeah, it's like, you know, with other teams, it's like something kind of naturally happens within you to change your allegiances but um, um I don't necessarily want to talk about other fans and other teams of all well, the time I, well, I like
3: a half hour into this thing, thing <laughs> yeah but but one one thing uh the the Wrigley Field is known as the friendly confines, right, and I will say that more often than not. People talk about going to Wrigley Field. They talk about enjoying the game. Am I right?
1: Dude, we are a great fan base. I I feel like I'm sure there's fights.
3: Our team. We cheer our team. We don't necessarily cheer. Like, you know, people get pissy about the fucking Cardinals, you know, and even the White Sox when they're in town. But if they're not in town, you're not talking about the Cardinals or the White Sox. You're just cheering your team and you're
4: not being a dick about the other team. Even, like I said, it depends. If you're on a pennant race, you know what I mean? And they put up the scores, you get excited. Like I've been, I've been in Wrigley at those type of situations where uh, where you're sitting there and, and, and like every team's within two or three games. And so every game matters. Every inning matters. And that used to be what used to be fun about the old scoreboard at Wrigley before everyone had cell phones and shit. Is you know there was like I used to have a guy Mikey in the on my back right corner of my season tickets who used to listen to the games like like with the list uh, while listening to the radio broadcast you know and he would tell us all hey the Cardinals are just gave up four runs you know and this is 2003 when the Cubs and Houston were and Cardinals were all running down the stretch to see who was going to make it to the to, Do, to do the you
1: remember that camp. when? When you when you wouldn't know because they didn't put up the number until the inning was over, until that half inning was over, they wouldn't put it up on the scoreboard. So you'd be like, "Ooh, they haven't changed that number for a while. I think the Astros must be scoring." <laughs> and then you, then they put up you know a five, and everybody cheered like I loved that. Then you just like gleam from the time, yeah.
3: I re- I remember I remember being in an Iowa Hawkeyes game, and over the announcements, they'd be like uh you know the the Chicago Cubs have just taken the lead, you know, because in the middle of the game like because nobody had phones, nobody had the internet like we had no idea, but it's fall and the Cubs are in it and they would just be like the announcers would tell you what the Cubs and the Cardinals were doing during the game and fucking people would go out of their minds when they would tell them like the Cubs have won the game or the Cubs have taken the lead like it was great.
4: Uh, it was it was it was a fun time when when kind of we didn't really have any idea what was going on and
3: <laughs> pre internet was was so much better and more boring at the same time.
4: Right, and and it was so it it was fun you know it was fun to do that and and, and just to kind of you know say like I said anybody I've literally when I used to work I used to work at a uh, as a at a middle school. And I used to work with ESL students. These are students that came from different countries that didn't even know what the hell a baseball was. And every year at the end of the year, I would, I would teach them. uh, We would read like the Jackie Robinson story and I would take a field trip to Wrigley field and teach them every single bit of tradition about baseball. I don't want to say I'm the gatekeeper. You can come in, come out. All I'm saying is, is to me, being a fan of a team is like a marriage. You're in it for good for, for, for better or worse in sickness and health. Until the day Holy, you die, you
3: know you want to invite more people into that marriage.
4: I do not. On. I once you're in, <laughs> once you are in, you are in. Uh, there's a loyalty that comes with it. That you, hey, you know what? I like the Cardinals. They're playing a really fun brand of baseball. Let's see other. But hey. that doesn't mean you can't. It doesn't mean you can't nah. be
3: friends with other women. You can I, I, have friends. You can have uh, friends. That, that's Is fine. You can women. have friends, you're but you're not allowed to to have sex with them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know how to work that into the baseball analogy. You don't, I'm just telling just you, you're allowed to hold it, their
4: balls. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you, it comes down to, you know, if all you're going to do is just, I see it all the time on Twitter, like these people that like they're, they put down their favorite teams and they all happen to be the best teams in whatever sport they're in. It's like, Oh, that's kind of nice how that works. Huh? You, you like, literally I've been a Bears fan my whole life. No, the last time they won a fucking Super Bowl. What was What When I was 10 years old, I should have been a fucking Packer fan. I could have sat there and go and cheer the Packers and then just sat there and enjoy all the winning all the years. But we no, sit here as no, Bears fans. When you,
3: were, when you were 10 years old, the fucking Packers sucked. They were terrible in the 80s. They were a shit, shit team. The Packers weren't even a fucking rival of the Bears back then. The Vikings were. That's why I hate the Vikings more than the Packers now. Because when I grew up in that era, the Vikings were the team that were actually somewhat good, and the Packers were just terrible. They just sucked in the eighties.
4: Yeah, it, it, but again, like I said, it's a matter of. Uh, for me, it's just a matter of here's what i here's who I am. This is my allegiance. Do you ride, know what I'm and it's, Ride it's,
1: it's, or die. You are a ride you know, or I, die type of
3: bitch, and I get it. I, I get it. And, and sticking with your marriage analogy, you want to be the person in your marriage. You're married, your wife, you both love each other. You're supportive of each other, but you know what? If they want to go out with their friends, you're not the dickhead getting all fucking jealous. Or when they have a new friend, you know, it guy or girl, we all know those guys, right? Those guys, and those girls that freak the fuck out every time somebody gets a new friend, whether you know opposite sex or not. It's like, well, you're not spending enough time with me. You can't. You can't have other friends. You got to be with me. D- Nobody wants a person as their mate. You know what I mean?
1: John, John Cusack is in an open relationship, I believe, is how that works. He's
2: he's, he's a swinger <laughs> in that. And I,
3: you know what? But I, I I honestly believe Cusack is a Cubs fan, but based on all the shit that he's gone through with his, you know, his, his career and being, I do think he, he likes it, But the the White Sox. But it's like a a friend, you know, like you go and you support your friends. And if your wife gets super shitty about it, that's kind of your wife's issue, you know. Like, it sucks to be in that type of relationship. I don't know. That's the way I look. If you want to, if you want to make it a marriage thing, you know. And, and if my and wife here, got here's the, every time I went out with a friend. It, I would hate that. It would just
4: suck. Here, here, here's a, here's a couple other things. And like I said, I, I deal with this on Twitter all the time is then all of a sudden those same people who say, why can't, why are you gay? Keeping blah, they're the people that don't respect the traditions of Wrigley. Why can't I do the wave? If I want to do the wave, don't tell me it's just, it's just a fucking slippery slope, man. So the next thing, you know, we're going to all be doing the wave at Wrigley while hitting a beach ball while a DJ plays in bed. But the, but it's, Crowley, that's the next step. Dude. Crowley, no, yep. no, yep. Crowley, stop. Stop. That is different. That is totally different.
3: If you if you fall, if you have another team that you like and you go there and you follow them, that is totally different. Your friend doesn't come to your house and like, I don't know, piss on your dishes because that's what they do at their house like that's not how a friend acts <laughs> like, but i I, no I agree dude. with Crawley
2: because
1: in practice, though, that is what is happening at Wrigley Field right now is like i 've seen people start the wave more I mean, you got the cup snakes going on, um you got the wave happening, you got people singing oh 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 oh, you got like all this shit going on, and like you know they and it's and um I mean, what are some other things that they're doing now again um uh, I mean, there's there's a couple of like, you know, I I haven't seen a beach balls and, and stuff, but the wave is a huge one. And it is happening more and more and more. And I feel like the more it gets except like Bleacher Jeff stands up and stops him and then tweets out to everybody i stopped that wave and then people come for him and they're like why are you trying to gatekeep and why are you trying to be- tell people how to fail yep. he's like because we don't do the fucking wave at wrigley yep. so if he's not up there stopping it and he starts doing the wave you see but have I, a don't, I don't
3: see that i don't see that as gatekeeping.
1: part of the interruption uh but uh you're not a patreon subscriber but I wanted to thank all of our Patreon subscribers to all of our non-Patreon subscribers. Because our Patreon subscribers are the people that are keeping the Sun Ranto show on the air. Without them, the show doesn't happen. If we didn't have that vote of confidence from our Patreon subscribers, we would probably stop doing the Sun Ranto show. So why don't you become a Patreon subscriber for as little as a dollar a month. There's perks at every level. Check it out. Patreon.com sunranto It's cheap. It's uh, a way to become involved. It's a way to do your part to make Cubs podcasting possible and uh, keep us on the air. Uh, We give 10% of the money to Lost Boys, Inc. Our friend Levante on the South Side. He's helping a lot of kids. And we want to support him. So by supporting us, you support him. It's a beautiful thing. You should be involved patreon.com slash sunranto patreon.com slash sunranto and guess what if you join us you get the podcast early and ad free through a patreon only RSS feed you get to join our discord you get to win uh, the scavenger hunt maybe if you get picked there's all sorts of perks just become one it's really easy you should do it you know you should Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Help us out. Help us pay the bills. We love you anyway, even for listening. I know some of you out there might not be able to afford a dollar, and that's sad. Oh boy, is that sad. It's so sad that I don't want your dollar if you need that dollar. But I'll tell you who does need the dollar. Me. I need a fucking dollar from you. That and that's sad that I'm even asking you for a dollar. It's like I'm standing out in front of Jewel.
0: It's sad. <laughs>